Tailgater Sports. What's up, everybody? It's Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric. I got two other guys on the podcast with me. This guy over here, his name is Randy. What's up? He has a big announcement. It's been labeled big throughout the day, so I'm, I'm not going to give Ooh. you that. I'm going to give you a substantial, a... Uh, an announcement. An announcement, yeah. An announcement. But it was he labeled a, big he, earlier in the uh, day. He, he has a fun-sized announcement. Yeah, so t- he has something to announce later uh, later in the podcast, coming up right now, actually. Um, the third voice you heard, that guy is Tyler. He's in Houston. Hi. Me and Randy are in Los Angeles. That's right. We both work for The Woody Show currently. Tyler is um, a producer slash board op for a sports show something. in Houston. Uh, 790 are, is call letters, Tyler? Is that right? Uh, KBME, 790 AM. There we go. I, I, see, I see it enough. I don't remember it. You know, I'll try know, to remember man. it, but I can at least kind of whatever. Um, but I said at the moment we work for the Woody Show because right. Randy is going to be jumping ship on us. <laughs> uh, he uh, announced on the Woody Show today he's got a new job. He's, he's leaving us. I'm taking a role on the podcast team at NFL Media. So it's kind of on par with sports stuff. If, I mean, come on. Right, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's going to be... Forget that Tyler has <laughs> I know, me to the too. Horns, I though. always forget that. I it's honestly be, forget it as well. It's going to be really exciting, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um... You know, my same old demeanor for everything. Everyone's like, you're, you sound the same when you're excited. You sound the same when you're sad. Yep. But it's like, I'm I'm pumped up. I couldn't be more thrilled. But it's also surreal because it's been, it's he been so long. He called me yesterday dude. to tell me about it. And uh, it sounded like he was breaking up with me. He's like, hey, man, uh, I just got, you know, I got a phone call. And in my, I t- I, in my mind, I was like, oh, I know what this is. And I even told him, I was like, dude, I know that tone. I was like, yeah. you got a job, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to. And then he gave me the, the rundown, whatever, all that nice. crap. And I was like, dude, whatever. It's not a big deal. Like, you got to right. move on in yeah, life. But, and you're moving on to something dope, a brand new shiny building. This, this building is in Inglewood, California, That's, legitimately yeah. like 15 feet away from SoFi. Yeah, like literally NFL you, you walk building. out of the nice. stadium and you take a step off the curb. And you walk across yeah. the street, you, and it's right there. Yeah, if you watch uh, NFL Network on TV, they yeah. use SoFi as the backdrop for the NFL media building. Like, it's right, right. there where you're going to be working. It's crazy. So. So How it's, convenient that you practically already have a key to SoFi Stadium. I know. Right. And I get another key to the building across the street from SoFi Stadium. But uh, So Randy's taking fun. over. He's going to have a key to the new stadium that the Clippers are building when that's all done. Yeah, Intuit, the Intuit Dome in Inglewood, California. Intuit Dome. Which all of a sudden, Inglewood, California is just the hotspot for venues. Do you remember? Um, uh, traffic is going to be a nightmare. Remember that story a long time ago when the Raiders were trying to move to LA and they tried building a stadium in, what was it, like Irwindale? Yeah, or out something? by Pomona and like the, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like the and, 60, right. way the hell out there. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about it because we, were, I'm sure we're going to touch on it, we recently went to a game at SoFi yeah, yeah. and uh, the commute down there, while it's a little crazy, I mean, it, it's early in its inception. The, the stadium is in its first year. Eventually, things will change, yeah. I presume, and the traffic will become it more efficient. It wasn't too bad. So we'll talk well, yeah, about it real quick. Bad. Week two NFL in the books. We went to the Chargers home opener against the Cowboys over the weekend. That's right. Crazy experience. Insane to see that many people Insane. in one spot. Like, we were down towards the field level, and we were towards the end zone, mm-hmm. um, one of the pylons. So we're kind of looking at it at, at an angle. And I remember multiple times throughout the game looking across and just seeing a wall of people. Yeah, like, so wild. You look across, and you you kind of don't realize that, oh, all those little specks of people up in the, like the 300s or even right across from you, that's 50,000 people on that half of the yeah. dome. And then you realize, so oh, wild. the exact same amount is behind me, which I mean... It wasn't bad. I don't think it was awful. I've dealt with way worse traffic out of concerts, out of festivals than that. When you think about, hey, there's 80,000 people in one spot, there's going to be traffic. I don't think it was awful. We parked over by the Forum. I've had worse worse traffic at Dodger Stadium, and that place takes a third of what the stadium holds at SoFi. But um, yeah, man, I was just thinking about it because it's like, 
in Inglewood and everything's coming to Inglewood. Imagine if the stadium was in Irwindale. Like, God, yeah. that's a trek. But it's going to be cool. That I giant, like it. Oh. The neighborhood is definitely transforming, and it's going to be so crazy. Like a couple of years from now, when the Olympics are here yeah. and when sports are in high, you know, kicked off in high. Uh, You're going to get the gentrification crowd all riled up I, on this, Randy. I know. I know. What's wild, though, for me, though, is that the Lakers, being the perennial team in Los Angeles, I didn't even realize they they rent, they basically rent out the Staples Center. Yeah, the, I thought they owned the, the no, Staples Center. King, the Kings own it basically because AEG wild. is the parent company of the Kings. Albeit, yeah, Kobe built it. The house that yeah, Kobe yeah. built there. Whatever. The Kings are the little brother in the house. But yeah, the company itself is is it's a Kings building. Imagine the kind of boss move it'd be if the Lakers were like, yeah, we're playing in SoFi now. We're just gonna put a hardwood over the turf and. Uh, how many uh, how many tickets do you think they could sell? They oh, could sell dude, every they day? would sell so many tickets. It's not even a question. Just out of pure, sheer pettiness. And the fact that it's the Lakers with LeBron and AD, they do that once a year. Maybe they could sell out. Oh yeah, man! They, they figure they sell dude. Out. If they can sell, if they can sell an entire college football stadium for a hockey game, I'm yeah. sure the Lakers can sell out. And they do it for out. the NCAA tournament, March Madness, I was Final Four. Say, it's only it's only going to be a matter of time before the NCAA tournament uh, final is going to be at SoFi in yeah. LA. I'm pretty, that, sure time. I'm pretty sure it's on the calendar. I want to say Probably. they already have WrestleMania. The Final Four and oh, yeah. the College Football Playoff. Oh, and the Super Bowl this year, obviously, yeah. on the calendar and for the, the next uh, several years. <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmel LA, LA Bowl. How can we yeah. forget about that The La Bowl. The La Bowl. But, uh, yeah, but I, I will say this, though. If the Lakers don't perform well, which they kind of did last year, and they're playing at SoFi, it's going to look yeah. real eerie yeah. with well, those empty seats. We'll but, see how they play this year, and then we'll see yeah. how the team looks next year after they've been totally gutted by another LeBron roster push and all oh, your man. veterans are retiring so yeah but uh, but back to the game though what an awesome experience you know it's really crazy when you uh when you watch it in person versus television obviously right. um we uh, apparently there were a lot of complaints about penalty calls i, was, I didn't once dude it didn't even occur to me I while watching to bring the game this up right so like we will go over you know some of the games and we'll obviously yeah. do our picks at the end of the episode right but i want to spend a little bit of time on this because People that don't go, obviously living out in Los Angeles, we didn't have access to football a lot, NFL level, college, whatever. Yeah. But if you're it. not really, if you're not really, you know, tapped into the college football game, I wasn't going to USC games. I was watching. Yeah. I was going watching US, UCLA games. Not a big deal. I wasn't going to the Coliseum. I wasn't going to Rose Bowl. Right. So for the most part, I mean, in, in and in any town, if you don't go to the game, if you don't go to the stadium on a Sunday, on a Monday, a Thursday night, whatever, mm-hmm. the visual game experience is a complete 180 so you miss things you're not sure what down it is i mean that's i mean with my problem with this one was i had a problem looking and seeing visuals like how much how much yardage what down is it you know and and there was penalties and you miss it it's like oh where's the flag who got the penalty and it was a little different because of you know TV on TV replays and stuff. The NFL is a visual TV game. Absolutely, the, you know, like in the game, there's no replays, there's no breaking down of, of calls, the what happened. Um, half the time, we couldn't even tell what down it was, just because the way the uh, the interface is set up on the Oculus, it's really strange because it's massive stuff everywhere, massive imagery, and then under the score, which is already kind of small to begin with. Is the down? Yeah, but the down is probably the the down in yardage is uh, to the first down or the next first down is the smallest thing on the Oculus. So mm-hmm. you really got to look for it. Yeah, which and is I'm so sure strange. there was I'm sure there was other areas where the ticker would be. But you yeah. know, it was our first time seeing an actual game. Of course, and you know, it's real. It was really a foreign experience because yeah, it's a new place, new visual eyesight, stuff like that. You know, if we go a couple more, we're sure we'll get a little more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking about that because there would be times, and I'm like. I dude, I don't. I, wh- wh- right. What happened? Or you know? e- even like, uh, even like when we got to go to the preseason game between the Chargers and the Niners. Like even then, it was crazy. But keep in mind, Niners fans and Cowboys fans, although both very passionate, they're very different in the sense of mm-hmm. like, there's one that's 
a little more passionate the other and in, in my in my defense but um the the one thing I took away though is that that this was quote unquote for points like this a preseason game you, you yeah. see different looks you know Easton sticks out with the second team or whatever uh, Chase Daniels out with the third or, or the third guys but uh, this was for a win in the win column and so the intensity was it was significantly yeah. different and, and the, the game thing was way the crazier. thing with having so many people there is there's a constant yell yeah it's like it you know the, there's the storyline about Chargers not having fans away teams take over there was a lot of Cowboys fans but there was just as many Chargers fans. dude I was pleasantly surprised as to how yeah. many Chargers fans so, there were. but because it's so big you're gonna have a massive amount of fans from yeah. both sides no matter the situation no matter yeah. how it's divided up 70 30 60 40 50 50 and that just makes it a constant like dull roar and then you kind of react like, oh, and then yells like, oh, what the hell just happened? And if you're not paying attention, like a lot of the problem with our, the game we went to, a lot of the play was at the other end of the field. And then they flipped and then they play at the other end of the field. So you're kind of like looking at a distance, like who got tackled? Where's the line of scrimmage? Where's the first down marker? So that's what personally myself, I like sitting up high. Me too. And, and the, these tickets were nice. Don't get me wrong. I love the Super seats. Nice. It was an awesome experience. But like. I like being up high for hockey. Mm-hmm. I watch play the play develop stuff like that. Yeah. Baseball, I guess, is a little different because you don't really need to see stuff. It's a strike, hit, out, whatever pitch. It's happening. But like football, hockey, I kind of like to see the flow of things a little bit more. Yeah. And yeah, being down low, you kind of like gazing down at the other end. When right. You're, and, if, and at least if, being up top, you're high. You look down. And, and if people stand up, if like, and, and oftentimes a lot of people stood up, like you have to stand up too. Yeah. Otherwise, you're you're out of luck. You're not going to catch what's going on. But uh. It was no, it was cool though. It was all a really fun experience. Unfortunately, I missed the intros of the players because we we're waiting for the world's slowest bartender. Yeah. But uh, once we got out there, though, it was it was. Greg like the leg gas. ruined our day. Uh, yeah. Game winning field goal, fifty three yep. yarder. Um, well, no, so it did ruin okay. Randy. Randy, Randy picked the Cowboys. There's yeah, well, a, there's yeah. an. The, I was kind of like you know, catch twenty two. Like I want the Cowboys to win, <laughs> right. so I'm right. But at the same time, seeing charge one would be pretty cool too. But uh, another perfect example before we move on about just how different of an experience seeing it live versus seeing it on TV is. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even realize how far that field goal was. Like the final yeah, one, you I would, just... it doesn't, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't look that far. It's still pretty far, but versus the angle you get with the with the television, yeah. it's just you don't realize just how far the dude kicked yeah, the ball. And, like and he you, kicked such a long you, field you're, goal. You're watching in the air and you're kind of like, one, two, yeah, and you're like, oh damn, this thing is kind of trapped. And we didn't even know if it went in or not. We're just like, did it go? Right. In? We go in. I can tell. Okay, there we go. I'll use this that as a little segue here because I wanted to talk about that exactly. Right. So we were right lined up with the field goal post, yeah. pretty much, right? Like yeah. we were in the end zone, so we had a very good eye lines visual sight of right. the yeah. of it crossing the plane. Mm-hmm. And we still were kind of confused. So now I'm thinking about people at the other end of the of the, the the venue, people yeah. above. You know, I'm thinking about how this transpired and how everybody else saw it. And then you hear about the Vikings and the Cardinals game. Uh, same oh, kind of yes. situation. Vikings were lined up to kick a, a game-winning field goal. They miss it. Cardinals escape. They win. There's a broadcaster for the Vikings radio oh, play-by-play guy. He, Paul Allen. He started celebrating. <laughs> oh, that's in. They win. And they're like, wait, it's missed. He missed it. And then I thought back to us. I'm like, dude, we were like 15 feet away, and people yeah. got giving this guy crap. Like, a lot uh, of times these broadcasters are up on the moon, too, like yeah. way up. So I started thinking, I'm like, dude, no wonder some of these, I, especially field goals, like no wonder these guys miss on some of these blown calls. Like how are they seeing from up in the booth? I will say one cool thing that in-game experience does have, unless, because uh, I know CBS is carrying the game. If CBS integrated into their broadcast, we just didn't we just didn't know because, you know, we're there at the game. Uh, there's a camera that's overhead the players. Looks 
solo in person. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, if Dak throws the ball mm-hmm. at like just the right angle, if he drops that fast thing, enough, yeah. the sky that ball's going to hit called? the Yeah, it's going to hit the sky cam, but the sky cam provided really cool angles. Yeah. Like, during it's runs another and thing stuff. you don't really realize about like when you're getting these angles and these shots on TV at home is there's a camera out there taking the shot. So when you do go to a game, you realize, oh, crap, there's like a row of $800,000 cameras. And like you said, the Skycam is on literally hanging from bungee cords. And it's like a drone just flinging around. My favorite is when you you see it um, hang above like a huddle. Yeah. And then you don't realize like, oh, you're just seeing the shot like of, you know, so-and-so in the huddle, Herbert in the huddle calling a play. And you're like, oh, this is dope, sick access. You're kind of right there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you don't realize that that literally means... There's a giant hover cam. I know, and it's floating, massive too, floating above the huddle. And then, yeah, and then, but they move that thing quick, so fast. They break the huddle. That thing's gone. so fast. That's why, like, if when the, with the operators, that when it comes to operating sky cams and drones, I'm like, you have to be so nimble. Oh, and yeah, you so, so just good. They alert. Probably make, they probably make so much money. Oh, they have to be. They have to make just so to much. Probably money. playing I on can, a joystick. Oh, for sure. I can confirm that that camera was indeed used. You guys were actually. The uh, CBS game of the week. So uh, Phil Sims or or not Phil Sims, uh, Tony Romo, yeah, Romo and uh, Jim Nance were there. Yeah, they the made they made a big thing about it. They're like CBS carries you know carrying the game, but I think the Chargers just always play on CBS. Yeah. So well, yeah, cause it's uh, it's usually AFC is on CBS. NFC oh, okay. is I think on, they uh, Fox. think of all the Chargers games back in the past, they used to get Fouts. Yeah, Damn Fouts. Yeah, the old Chargers QB and. Right. He's known to rip them a little bit. Yeah, so um, we're like, we need somebody just, you know. But yeah, but tough also, loss, a little sloppy game, but it was cool to be there. Oh, yeah. Um, one-on-one Chargers, one-on-one Cowboys. I mean, Dak did look a little strong. Remember what I was saying about the game? I mean, I mean, Hard Knocks, Dak and Zeke did look a little fit. Yeah. I'll it was tell cool you, to see them oh, in person. Yeah, another thing, too. Uh, seeing these guys in person. I know we have to move on, but seeing these guys in person and just seeing how professional and how good they are is insane. Watching C.D. Lamb do a route, yeah. like cut, it's like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. Like on TV, you're like, okay, you sure, the these dudes. You see these dudes, and you're like, oh, they're juking out guys who are the top of their yeah. You see Joey craft. Bosa in person, you're like, oh, he's a telephone pole. Yeah. He's a monster. In With soup cans for insane. wrists. Micah Parsons uh, completely destroyed, I think his name's uh, Storm... Uh, Storm something. One of the, uh, the outside... The, one of the tackles. Micah Parsons is so effing good. It's just... Yeah. It is... Rookie. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous how good the dude is. He forced, uh, I mean, arguably, he he forced the most controversial call in the game, which was the intentional grounding call on uh, on Herbie when he dropped back and he threw it when he was getting sacked. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah. I mean, all around, fun time, great time. Fun time, awesome time. So, well, let's start with uh, what's fresh on our mind. Circle back to you real quick, Randy. I know Tyler hasn't really been talking much, so maybe give him the first dibs at this Monday night game so Randy can well, catch his breath. Game, so it's okay. I know, I know, but I realize I'm like me and Randy are just kind of here circle jerking each other. Well, about Tyler this game said he was going to go to Energy Stadium for a game. Their like, tickets were like eight bucks. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm sorry. They're so away. I, they're I'm away. Right. They're I'm away. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're in Cleveland. I forgot, but yeah. um, hopefully next time they come around, yeah, he can go sit up with Toro. Watch, yeah. uh, watch, you watch, watch the watch Tyrod Taylor's play. like last start as a Texan before he gets oh, man. his cro- his grocery stick career. What a tough is handed over again. What a tough situation for to, for Houston too, because you know they're they're kind of like we have this really good quarterback, but we can't play him. Yeah, and we can't really trade him. Yeah, and for a second it's, I was like, it's a mess. Yeah, and for it a really second is. I was like, well, they traded him for Tua, and then Tua went down, and I was like, well, you can't trade him for Tua because Tua might not even be playing. The next couple of weeks. Yeah, and is not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, so here's the thing is that everyone's like, oh, we might trade him for Tua and a couple picks. But honestly, I don't think Tua is all that great. And then the, ups- the other option was like, oh, we could trade him to Philly. They give us Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts, ironically, was born and raised in Houston. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts actually looks kind of good, so I think Philly might actually hold on to him. I think the best option yes. for Houston now is just kind of like, you know, just bite the bullet and just ride wait out. to ride out Tank. next year. I mean, but that's the thing. Like, who are you going to You're going to hope for Spencer Rattler. This is going to sound crazy, but I don't think Houston is bad enough where if they tried to tank, they'll tank. I mean, sure, if anyone, you know, if anyone tries to, they will. But I think Houston actually seems competent enough to win some games if they have the right guy under the helm. Uh, I, I do believe. I completely agree. I do believe, and this feels so insane to say. But I do believe, had Tyrod Taylor not gone out, they might have legitimately had a chance to beat Cleveland. I because also ba- completely because Baker agree. also went down with an injury, yeah. and so Baker but, went uh, down with an injury for a second, which would have been weird because we would have had Browns legend Tyrod Taylor facing Texans legend Casey Keenum, so that would have been weird for a second. But he went down uh, at halftime. Basically, he had the touchdown run, and yeah. I guess when he knelt in the end zone. It wasn't because he was celebrating. It was because he legitimately pulled his hamstring. Now, just oh, nobody knew it at the time. That's so crazy. So, at yeah, I know, right? So, at halftime, they decided to make the switch. They decided to put in the rookie, Davis Mills. He started off rocky, found his footing, and then he finished off rocky. But there were some definite bright spots, and I am actually convinced that if Tyrod Taylor stays in that game, I think, honestly, the Texans win because I think a big reason that the defense just kind of I mean, of course, they were gassed at the end of the game when Chubb and Hunt just started running all over him. Nice. But I think when you lose your starting quarterback and you're facing a team that many are picking to be in the AFC title game, you have them on the ropes at halftime, and then your starter gets hurt and he's not coming out, that's kind of demoralizing for a team. And so sometimes you just kind of lose focus, even if you're on the opposite side of the ball. And I honestly think that's what happened. If Tyrod stays, I think they legitimately win. I think people in Cleveland would start freaking out. They're like, what the hell are we going to do? And the Texans would surprisingly be 2-0 and in first place. And now they still are in first place because it turns out, hey, the AFC South is nowhere near as good as anybody circus, thought it was. Circus, man. I know. Dude, Jacksonville is terrible. The Colts look like a miss. How does Carson Wentz sprain two Dude. ankles? Talk about I, that was, one I saw that headline. Talk I about s- a guy who's made a glass, bro. Like, we talk about Tyrod Taylor's unfortunate, like, career paths, you know, whatever. Backup yeah. for Flacco gets out. Backup for in the Buffalo. Sack right. for Nathan Peterman. Right. Punctured lung. Uh, dislocated shoulder. Makes way for Baker Mayfield, Herbert, yeah. Josh Allen, all that crap. That's kind of that's just unfortunate, you know. That's the way the game goes. Right. But to be as unlucky as Carson Wentz, dude, is, so to have like this lingering <laughs> foot problem from high school that they found out. You know, you get hurt and your team goes on to win a Super Bowl without you. You know, mm-hmm. Nick Foles outshines you. You play in Philly. You have a crap season. They trade you. You go. You're the next coming, and you're, you're to save the day in the he's Colts. He's coming, guys. He's coming. You're, you're going to a playoff ready Super Bowl contending team. You're yeah. just need just don't don't be. Don't get hurt. Hurt. And they're like, just do, don't get hurt. All you do is get hurt. Hurt in training camp. Yeah. Oh, that's Got right. Got COVID yeah. during training camp. That's right. Sprained both of his knees or sprained both of his ankles in the second week of the regular season. Like, what do you, uh, man. What do you, what do you think Andrew Luck's up to? You know? Who knows, dude? Not even them. Hey, hey, Phillip Rivers was kind of hitting that he True. wants to come back. He's, I'm, no would way. not be surprised in the slightest. I w- if yeah. the Colts pick up the phone and give Phillip him a call. Rivers would come back for Andrew Luck, I'm sure, because Philip Rivers oh, is sure. ready. Oh yeah, Andrew Luck's done, dude. I don't know why. What did he retire for? Because I, of some neck problem? No, I think yeah, it was the neck problem. However, I would love to see Andrew Luck back based on one thing, and that's just if you say I the Civil War Twitter captain, page, the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter <laughs> account comes uh, back. Uh, I will say though, the 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 return tweet of that page would be quite glorious oh, yeah. if like uh, if like dearest, dearest mother, yeah, dearest mother, we dearest have mother, we have risen once more. 
uh, the, ranks have been called, the ranks have been called upon once again to march into battle. Like, I, I, I will of, say, though, I do love oil and raccoon hide. I do love those stories, though, in which like guys come back and they're like, all right, one more I, time. I hate for the it. Road. I don't like it, man. I think it's sent- I, I like the sentimental stuff. Nothing annoys me more than somebody retiring and then coming back halfway through the season. I don't know, man. I kind of like it. Like Dude, Brett, Brett Favre, yeah, that whole thing <laughs> Brett made Favre me did that. hate Brett it's Favre. It's so annoying. It, okay, it was kind of Gronk. annoying. Didn't Gronk retire technically? Well, Gronk only retired because he he. I th- I don't think New England wanted him anymore. And then uh, and he just he, came back. He's like, hey, Tommy. Yeah, my if, boy Tommy wants Tom to was, play. Tom Tom was like, I, look, man, if I can lure Gronk anywhere, it's probably sunny, yeah. I beautiful. Just I just don't like it, man. It's so it just annoys me. Commit, and it's it's basically what it is. Right. It's a veteran not wanting to play a whole season, and right. you know, hoping for. That's my problem. Is they hope for a they're ambulance chasing. They yeah. wait for somebody to get hurt, and that's literally what they were talking about when Cam Newton got cut. I was watching it, and somebody literally <laughs> yeah. said, "It's like, so what Cam Newton needs to do now? He needs to stay game ready, and he needs to be ready for the first big injury." And I'm like, "I'm more oh, surprised that's that Cam crappy uh, man." Well, I'm more surprised that Cam hasn't been signed already. Like, I thought Washington was going to give him the give him a go, but uh, Taylor Heineke looks competent. <laughs> he looks like he knows what he's doing. He does, you yeah. know? And uh, although but, he did, uh, he did almost throw up on himself at the end of that last game. That is true. But then the, the I don't Giants blame him. Though. Giants. I don't blame him though. But uh, yeah, man, it's just. It's so interesting to see how the season's playing out so far. Uh, talk about the AFC South. Um, hello, Tennessee Titans. I thought they were gonna be blowing people right. out. They lose so, game one, and they should have lost the second game. The fact that the Seahawks collapsed that badly is baffling to me, but they won out. No, so I'm actually on the opposite side. The Titans were getting absolutely screwed by the refs. I don't know. So Julio Jones catches a touchdown in the end zone. His foot and his heel are clearly down. Apparently, he got the heel of his foot down first Mm -hmm. in the end zone with his other foot before he stepped out of bounds. And they're saying it's not a touchdown. And I don't understand why. They're saying, like, oh, your heel can't be down first. It has to be your toes. And I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever because a heel is still part of the foot. The toes are part of the foot. As long as one of them's down in the end zone, it should count as a touchdown. The rest wiped it off the board. And then you go into overtime. Russell Wilson is running for his life. Tennessee has him in the end zone and Russell Wilson is clearly not making any type of forward progress whatsoever. Right? So they have him at the one and they start to bring him down. He's going backwards. He's not making any type of forward progress. And they bring him down in the end zone. And the refs wave it off and says, no, he was making forward progress at the one. It's not a game-winning safety. And it's just, I don't, I, and I'll be honest, the, the officiating, we're two weeks into this season, and the officiating looks almost as bad as the replacement refs about 10 years ago. It's absolutely horrendous. These taunting penalties are the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen. I just, I don't get it. Like, yes, the Titans are great, and Derrick Henry is proving to be every good as he was last year. But, I mean, the refs were trying so hard just to screw him out of that game. And I don't know. I'm done on my soapbox with the wrestling, but this is <laughs> weird, man. Yeah, I, I understand the uh, some of the weird calls, but this this does what this does feel like, though, is this feels like the precursor before the NFL, like, revises this. I, I, I can't imagine they continue with this sort of a... Uh, these sort of uh, the guidelines were ta- taunting, or at least they'll yeah. be a little bit more lenient. And, and especially when there's that many people talking about it. I mean, the NFLPA yeah. actually tweeted out something yesterday, I think. So it's the 20th, yeah, 21st. They tweeted out this yesterday. For those who aren't a fan of the new taunting rule, we aren't either. Rules like this are adopted through the competition committee, which includes 11 members, 10 selected by the commissioner, and one NFLPA rep. So they're basically saying, uh, competition committee, you done effed up. Yeah. Fix this. 
I love the NFLPA Twitter account because they're always so outspoken. Like they never hold back. They're like, we're just gonna say what we yeah. say, and then we're, we're the union, the man. We say what we want. Yeah, which is which is vote cool. against it. I know. I, I saw a compilation of the taunting calls over the weekend, yeah. and some of them were just was, some are like, okay, I mean, like, okay, I, I, I get okay. It's a ticky tack call. Like all of them are ticky tack. Yeah, but some of them I see it, and I'm like, come on, you know, you can't, you can't do that. You can't. But then there are face. some where it's like, oh, okay, come on, that's too much. Like he'd even intend to taunt. Right. Like right. here's my thing: if I'm gonna get a taunting penalty, let me know that I'm gonna get it because I'm gonna get my money's worth. Or give the us second like a, you reach for the flag. Uh-huh. I'm now picking the ball back up, turning it into like an axe and like hitting him on the head with it. Like I'm making it worth the 15 yards. Make it like a, I'm sure they, maybe they'll hopefully put them through workshops, you know, or like, all right guys, this is good. This is bad. Do you guys remember the, uh, the old key and peel sketch of uh, like, he's in the, he's in the end zone and like three pumps is a penalty. So he does like two pumps. Yeah. And that was the thing though. It's the NFL for a minute was like kind of taking steps in a progressive way. Yeah. They were allowing coordinated dancing. I remember that was the thing. Everybody was all pumped for the first couple of weeks. Oh, we're having fun again. Oh, look at the choreographed dancing, the Rockettes when the, right. was it the Seahawks would do the Rockettes dance or, you know, like there's, they're choreographed. It's fun. We're actually having fun to play football. And now it's, this happens and it's the complete opposite of what they've been working like, towards. Yeah. I wonder why. Now you can't even spin a ball in right. front of the Come opponent's on, sideline, which is so stupid. That's like muscle That's like, memory dude, for not, these guys. And I remember, exactly. I remember hearing something. I'm not something. going out here doing the DX chop or anything. Like, just <laughs> let me spin the damn ball. I remember listening on a uh, broadcast call regarding how Deion Sanders once, when he had just gotten to, I believe, Dallas from San Francisco, he uh, he caught an interception. Oh, no. Was it... Uh, Tal, you probably know better. Well, his former team at the, at the time, he caught an interception, and on his way to the end zone, running to the end zone, he was staring them down the entire time. I'm like, that would have been... Oh, that that probably sounds like he was Dallas uh, when he was in Dallas away from That Kansas would have been so many like, penalties right now. But I mean... If so, Deion Sanders would have been the most flagged person in human history. Now, if someone goes out there like Terrell Owens scores a touchdown and then runs to the Dallas star and does like the Christ T pose on it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 15 yards. I get that. That's understandable. Funny as hell, but I get it. But like, dude, like you can't even throw the ball against the wall anymore without getting flagged 15 yards. It's so stupid. Yeah. What's baffling to me too, though, is that just the sort of counter, um, duality when you have with college football and, and pro football because they both kind of have their thing right now college football being targeting uh pro football being taunting but if you if you look at it like as a pro football player if you were to do that thing on the star you would get fined right mm-hmm. but in college football such as baker mayfield a couple years ago if you take your your team flag and you stab it into the center crest of the of like the field of the team you're at the stadium nothing happens yeah i mean well that was after the game after a win so you can't really do much after them but yeah if he's in the nfl you get fined something yeah. but Hey, in the college, I guess it's fair game if you think about it. Everything has we're its own town. limits. We're not, we're not coming back. Oklahoma's not going back to the shoe to play Ohio State for like 10 years probably. So what yeah. the hell does it yeah. matter? I love how when people beat Ohio State, they do something in midfield. So Oregon beat Ohio State uh, about a week and a half ago. And apparently after the game, someone left a rubber duck right there in the middle. Oh, I heard about that. <laughs> I was like, that's actually really funny. Okay. I mean, it's basically a giant target for any kind of, oh yeah, you know, flexing against your, your program. It's a giant O. You know, how do you miss that? Yeah, but. right. Okay, well, I mean, we actually didn't actually even ask you about how you're feeling. So let's run through it real quick, okay. our teams, before we get to the picks, because we take a little bit to talk about it, and, you know, we got to give the quarter its credit because it had another good week. Um, jerk. Packers beat the Lions on Monday Night Football. That's right. Kind of like we all predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely a Rodgers-gets-right game in a little bit of a way, but... It was a little tight first half. A little tight, yeah. A little the, tight. First, the first... They were trailing at the first half, right? 17-14? They, uh, they were, 17-14. Yeah. Well, the, the first drive, Detroit 
Jared Goff down the field. Really competent. Yeah, I look, by no means do I think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. I've never been I've never been a Jared Goff hater. Right. I've always had faith in the dude. I think the dude's consistently pretty good. Just depends on the, the right pieces around him. Granted, later towards the game he did struggle a little bit, but I mean, when you're down by that many points yeah. and you're kind of just sort of like in a desperate like we got to get down the field, I get it. But uh, Weird call first couple drives. When they, when they went for the uh they went for it on fourth I think it yeah. was and and then he kind of just and they threw the ball. Yeah. Instead of taking points in that and situation. The primary running back, Jamal Williams, was the power guy for the Packers last right. year. So I'm surprised they didn't just give him the ball. But um yeah, Packers defense took a second to wake up, took a little bit, uh struggled a little bit. Uh Kevin King seems to have not learned from his past uh, transcrepancies, got burned. Mo- yeah, like, the literally defense was looking right off the jump. Defense bro. was looking tough. Right off the jump, bro. He got burned. And I was like, oh, um, and I feel for the guy. Like, don't get me wrong. I've never been one to like chastise and hate players or be really mad at players. I feel bad for him. Like, I wish he would have gotten that. But it's just, it's a tough look, you know. And it's right. pro sports, and pro sports so, are cutthroat. It's, it's one of those games where you you take it because it's a dub. Yeah. You take it because you scored a touchdown, not like for the first week of the season. Right. And you you take it as a okay, you beat the Lions. Let's see what you do next week when we're playing the 49ers in prime time. It's gonna be tough. It's going to be real you know, tough. But, so. I mean, it's two marquee games, yeah. uh, Monday Night Football into a Sunday Night Primetime. But I think the Packers, uh, doing as the Packers do, will take this as momentum, and it should be a really good game. Um, this was to be expected, and it's well yeah. known. Rodgers either loses by 30 or he mm-hmm. beats you by 30. But you got to win this game to win the next. Exactly. You can't go 0-2 into this one because then it would have been. And it's such a Green Bay thing, too, where it's like if they're going to beat you, they're going to try to beat you by a lot. Like if it's three minutes left in the what clock. What I tell you? Yeah. No, nobody likes running up the score like Aaron Rodgers. It was like 35-17 and in the fourth quarter with like four minutes left and Rodgers still out there <laughs> chucking <laughs> He's it. He's chucking bombs on, on like third down. There should have been two additional touchdowns, but uh, you know, I think it was Valdez Scantling Jr. or uh, – Equinemius St. Brown, they were just kind of just out of their reach. And you yeah. can see Rogers was pissed. He was mad at himself yeah. for not making those throws. But uh, all around, you know, good game, good performance. Definitely a morale booster because I did say if the Packers lose, Green Bay oh, yeah. would descend into, into chaos. Yep. There was uh which former Packer was it? Finley? Uh Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley was talking yeah. about just if it goes south, get love out there quick. So yeah. I think I think but. we got the love. The love train was that what you're calling him? The love boat? Uh, the love boat, J Lo. Yeah, so I think J Lo's yeah. got to be on the sideline for a couple more weeks at least. You know, yeah, save abs- the day with a win against the Lions. Abs- Ooh, absolutely. There we go. Uh, and uh, my my favorite thing too, though, is the you know because inevitably every time the Packers go through a little rough patch, they always quote Rogers before he ran the table that one year when they started R-E-L-A-X. four and six. It's like relax, guys, relax. And so I'm relaxed, and I can't wait for next week when they take on the Niners. Right, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, we're back to this. Uh, we're we're talking wins, and yeah. your team Oof. lost. Tom Brady. I mean, we say it. We said it last season. Yeah, what did he throw? Five five touchdowns. Crazy, huh? Five touchdowns. Yeah, yes. he's, Look. he's looking good. Man. He's he, I tell you, he's aging backwards. Have you seen I, I, Have you seen I, the subway commercials that they're making fun of, like the, yeah, the perfume? Yeah. Like the dude is a model. I just don't get it. I hate he's it. He's a model. He's good at football. He doesn't seem to be he, slowing down at show, all. The, the The thing I can't get past is his first year photo. To this one, it looks backwards. Yeah, he looks better he now. He looks chubbed up and gross, and now he's like all like jaw lined up yeah. and chiseled. Yeah, like, like what's going like, on? What the hell happened here? I I do think he could legitimately play. I don't think he can play till fifty, but I do think he could he play till. They, he's they've started asking him questions about like whether or not he can make it, and uh, Belichick was even uh, Belichick put out a quote about him saying that if somebody could do it, it's going to be him. I think he I think he'll play till like forty eight. So, but all right, Tyler, how how'd you how'd you how'd you take Sunday? 
I know you were okay. a little, so, you're a little sad. <laughs> I think I cut, I think I cut out an f bomb when I asked you who you were playing sad. last week. So sad. Oh yes, you did, you did. Uh, so it was, it was kind of weird. So first off, the Falcons had the afternoon game, even though they were playing in Tampa. So that was a little weird because I'm used to seeing them, you know, obviously on the first slate. So that already should have been somewhat of a sign. But look, I, I knew this was going to happen as far as it's going to take the offense a minute to get a hold of Arthur Smith's new offensive system. The same thing happened when Kyle Shanahan was there in 2015. They were good, but they still weren't quite getting it. In 2016, they exploded. That's the year they went to the Super Bowl and my heart just ripped in two, but that's not a story for another day. Anyways, so the offense is kind of getting there and they showed glimpses because they scored, I want to say something around like 17 unanswered to get it back within three. But the problem with the offenses is that their offensive line, it's absolute trash. And Tampa's defense is very, very good. Vita Vea right there in the middle is an absolute monster that does not get talked about nearly enough. Um, they return two interceptions for touchdowns. And I told Randy this stat last night. I think <laughs> they, I think it was this. Uh, they got all of Matt Ryan's pass attempts for the first two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And this is how bad the offensive line is. 19 of his pass attempts, he has had less than two seconds to throw the ball. That's so Because wild. the offensive line cannot block anybody. That's so, so crazy. It, yeah. And I think the top ones in the league are getting out like 2.6. Yeah. So yeah. Which, I mean, that, that extra little boost yeah. makes a difference. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has less than the allotted time with the fastest guys that are getting the ball out. Like, they get it out at a 2.6 rate, I think. 2.6 seconds. Yeah. So he's getting out less than two. Is It's impossible. I know that means the second he get the second he checks, he's got to throw. Yeah. He can't. You gotta three he's got to drop back unless three, he's taking the shotgun half yeah. the time, which I'm assuming if he has a crap offensive line, he probably three is. Three step drop back initially, see a target, and you got to throw. Yeah. Like you can't even you can't even check. And who's reads. your first read there now? It's is going to be is it? It'd be a Calvin Ridley. Honestly, the offensive line is so bad at this point. Just get the freaking long snapper out there so Ryan can stand about 15 yards behind everybody. Dude, and then just that chuck be some it. strategy? I though? thought about that. that. I'm so busy. I mean, he's going to have offensive coordinator. Make me offensive coordinator <laughs> right the here. Rules? Like, I mean, his I five yard I don't throws, think so. His five yard throw is going to become like 25 yards, though. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. It's just after last week's performance, uh, I saw some clips. It's just a matter of time before Matt Ryan eventually. Uh, adopts the uh, Mahomes uh, mindset, which is, screw it, someone's down there, they'll catch it, but towards Kyle Pitts, because mm -hmm. Pitts catches everything, and the yeah, guy's Pitts an animal. did have a great catch over the weekend. Calvin Ridley, still, he's proving that he can be a number one receiver, which I knew going into it, I was just, you know, I mean, it's one of those things, I gotta see it to believe it, but I'm really happy for him. The defense needs to come around. They played okay i guess by their standards which is below average anyway so i don't even know where to measure that but i think the easiest way to explain how i felt about them was the tweet i put and i put the falcons on one side and on the other side i put my ex and then right below it i put like the handshaking emoji right, i saw this and then right below that says toxic AF with their teases that are genuinely bad for my health because this team is going to give me a heart attack and put me into the ground. And I told him he's got to live in the moment. 
So he enjoyed that a little. And you're a son of a bitch for I that. And I said, man, yeah. you live and die you by the relationships you make. Exactly, man. I could, uh, you couldn't say it better myself. But Oh, uh, uh, you're lucky I like you guys. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, or else we wouldn't live to see another day. Yeah. Oh, look at There it is. There it is. I hope she's Woo! stupid at listening to this. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, I'm sure it's on yeah, her I'm list. Sure, yes. I'm sure she got the subscription button mashed into her phone. Oh, you never know. You never know, uh, bro. You never know. Um, all right. Well, I mean, that relationship is about as good as probably that Matt Ryan MVP ticket you got. I mean, oh, man. Hey, you know what? The season is young. We got 15 it is. to it go. Is. It is. It is. I mean, I'm taking that. Hey, Josh Allen don't looking like it either. I, I was just like about to say that because I would like to scrap the first two weeks of Josh Allen's season. Because the Bills did win. They shut out the Dolphins 35-0. to zero. They sacked Tua twice in the first drive. And then <laughs> yeah, they sacked him. Practically <laughs> killed him. And then knocked him out of the game on the Who second drive. Who uh, was that hit him? Was it a... Uh, it might have been Epineza. J- AJ Epineza, Epineza the, 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 the kid guy. from Iowa. Yeah, the big yeah. lineman. Jesus Christ. Uh, we have, what do we they have feed some, the dudes in Iowa? We have some tanks on the defense side of the ball. Uh, Epineza had a good game. Uh, Rousseau. He played at Miami too, so that was his like big homecoming game. He had like two sacks first oh, two of his career. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it might have yeah. been him actually, but he got Tua got smoked. What did he feed? Um, College players, couple in Iowa. picks. So the D got in line. Corn, right? Josh Corn. Allen, yes, a little wow. sloppy. I'd like him to iron out some details because while he is having you know up and down, Dude, Tyler Murray's killing it. You, Tom Brady's killing it. You know what? You never really realize how good you have it though until the backup for the opposing team that's already losing comes in. Jacoby Brissett, man, yeah. rough. Like good guy, a good quarterback. Yeah, been a starter. Rough though. In the league for a while, but then you're like, oh. We were watching the game before we headed uh, before we went to SoFi, and there was a throw that got intercepted. And when he threw it, I was like, "That's a pick." And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was telegraphed so hard, dude. telegraphed so the, hard. I think the cornerback, I think it might have been Levi Wallace. Uh-huh. He jumped, he jumped the route from like six yards behind whatever wide receiver was supposed to catch it and close. It was it was pretty bad. Okay, so there's obviously some other games that we didn't get to. Chiefs Ravens was a crazy Sunday night game. Uh, Lamar Jackson Damn. finally beats Patrick Mahomes. It was wild. We've been we've been treated to some really good primetime games, but obviously we can't go through every single one of them. But before we move to next week, week three, guys, I want to do this. I'm gonna give you every two and O team, and you tell me if you're a believer or a denier. Okay, if, are they, is this a real? Is this two and O? Is this just some early season um, luck they got? Okay, Arizona Cardinals two and O. I believe in them. You believe? I believe in the cards. After last week, I believe in the cards. Yeah. Okay. Got to get, got to be lucky. What is it? What's the saying? Got to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. So you get a little bit of both there, Tyler. I also believe in them. Uh, little rocky against Minnesota, but I, I believe. Kyler Murray looks like a video game player yeah, in real it's life. Nuts, man! I don't get. He finds a way. He he he's in and out of holes. And and, I, and, uh, and then he chucks and then he's and he, he's in and out of out of situations he shouldn't be able to escape and then he heaves the ball forty yards. I would argue I think he's, he's better a than mini Russell version Wilson. of Michael Vick. Well, people compare uh, him to Russell I, Wilson. I see Russell Wilson. That. People compare him to Russell Wilson based off of the throws. He, no, dude, I I think he's better than Russell I see Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah, smaller uh, Russell Wilson. The, the, his speed, bro, his speed is unmatched. The guy's doing like fifty yard bombs off his back foot. You don't just do that. Yep. Yeah. So and Kyler, trust me, I I was the victim to the. They yeah. hail Murray last year, guys, where <laughs> he, true. when he beat the Bills on also, the last second heave. We need to stop. We need to overlook the fact that the Cardinals, because the Cardinals are kind of like the Jags, where you see the name and you're like, ew, like, nah, yeah. I don't see any success. No, that makes sense. The, the team, you look at their roster. Bro, the team is Christian Kirk, Hopkins, Watt. Uh, they got that one dude from Simmons, Isaiah Simmons on the defensive side. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones, who had, what, five sacks in a game? Like, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, no, they they're not they're not the the Cardinals of they old. They are not. Where David Johnson had that one good year, and all of a sudden it was like they're here. They're not. No, they um, are now. Sticking the NFC West, 
Los Angeles Rams, 2-0. Um, I will say I believe in them just because, it. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. It makes sense. Matt Stafford has a competent team around him. He has good players, and yeah. he's actually looking really good. So yeah, I, be- I, I, believe I believe in them. In them. Yeah, I mean, I there's no them. reason for me not to. Also, how stupid. Who did they play over the weekend again? I totally blanked on it. Tyler, you they played the Colts and yeah, sprained both of Carson Wentz's yeah. ankles. Also, for the backer for the Colts, who was uh, I, I don't even Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Who, Jacob Eason looked Lord like have a mercy. Jacob Eason, poor guy, looked real awkward out there. If you're gonna challenge anyone on a on a last second desperation throw, don't challenge Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, absolute animal. Yeah. So good at what he does. The dude had no chance. Uh, so. All right, Rams, Tyler, two zero. Uh, totally believe in them. Huge test this weekend, but we will get to that. Ooh, yeah, yeah, we're coming. Uh, NFC West still. The Seattle Seahawks are the only um, team in this division because the 49ers are also 2-0. Yeah. So you guys believe in uh, the 49ers? I uh, don't. I don't. There's something with them. I don't know why. It's because maybe I don't got a real answer on Jimmy G. Like, who's your quarterback? One loss. Are you guys going to collapse on each other? I don't know. It's just it's hard for me. I know they got the football minds r- running things over there, right. but it's just something about the 49ers doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and obviously say they're going to get exposed this weekend by the uh, the Packers. The Packers. The Packers. I uh, don't believe in them either, and I will explain why in a little bit. Okay. Ooh, what another team? <laughs> NFC South, two two and O teams. Oh, uh, Carolina Panthers, two and O. Surprise, surprise. Sam Darnold leaves the Jets mm-hmm. and uh, plays for a competent coach, a competent system. Matt Rule, and um, they've got a VR Panther. Yeah, they got a sick ass VR Panther that runs around defending <laughs> right. the stadium. Yeah, so I, I want to just peel back the curtain a little bit. So somebody that we all know uh, posted the video of that VR Panther. Oh, I want to see. Oh, my God. I want to see this in person. It's a VR Panther. It's yeah. not actually in the stadium, I was just more so. worried for everyone's safety in the city of Charlotte. Not that that giant panther was running loose among oh the streets. Oh, my God. I want to oh, go that. see this. I'm like, well, you, you kind of just saw the video that's yeah. there. But hey. no, that panther just wants some Bojangles. Let him live, bro. <laughs> Good for you. So Sam Darnold, the Panthers, 2-0. Oh. I, I don't believe um, in yeah, them. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in them either. The team seems sound, but the, I need to see them play a legitimate yeah. challenge before I can say that they're legit. Yep. So I say no. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I believe in uh, them. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah, he didn't answer Carolina. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Go ahead. I actually do believe in them. Their defense defense is good. Sam Darnold, and I've been saying this for a while because it's he's going to follow the same thing that Ryan Tannehill did. Right. Once you get away from Adam Gase, True. who is exposed as the biggest fraud he of a head coach probably in NFL history. He's not even in the league. I don't think he's coaching anywhere. He's exposed <laughs> as the biggest fraud in NFL history. True. And what do you know? Sam Darnold isn't seeing ghosts anymore, and this man can actually play. Christian McCaffrey, he's healthy. They have a very good receiving core. I'm not saying Robbie that they're going to be as good as Tampa because Tampa's Tampa, but the Panthers don't sleep on them. They're Tyler, actually pretty good. Tyler literally told me over the weekend that he's like, I'm not sold on the Panthers. <laughs> I said I needed to see it against hey, the man. Saints, and hey, they showed up. You keep Sam Darnold from getting mono for the year. Who knows what happens? Fancy Maybe he'll win some. Yeah, goes. Keep, keep away from the horror movies. It's spooky season. He's got he's got oh, a necklace of the floating he's, soul of Joe he's, Namath. He's got a he's got a necklace of garlic around him. Don't when he's be, running out to the don't field. Don't be running around kissing people. Getting that the, the, what is, that's what mono is right. The kissing the disease kissing, or something. Yep, the kissing, kissing sickness. virus or something. Yeah. Don't be licking poles and stuff. Explains and the, the books. The team has a chaplain on staff. He's blessing well, him before got, he runs onto the field. Yeah, we got the Panthers. Uh, Tyler believes in him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, two and zero. We all believe. Oh yeah. 
Tyler, are you going to go off the wall here? Oh, no, no. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> okay. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, after last week, come on. So that wraps up the NFC 2-0 teams. So the NFC West, I mean, leading the conference, I don't think any of us are really shocked. Um, we said that they're probably going to be the best division in football. Yeah. Three 2-0 teams, two 2-0 teams in the NFC South. Moving to the AFC. Starting with the AFC West, um, two 2-0 teams, but a little bit of a shocker. I don't think we would have... Two weeks in, I don't think any of us would have said it would be the Broncos and the Raiders. Are we believing in the Broncos and the Raiders? I believe in the Raiders. I have yet to watch the Broncos play, so I don't really know about them, but I think it's a safe estimate to say that I don't believe in them. I think they're <laughs> kind think of it's all, a safe bet? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe. But the, I'll tell you what, though. The Raiders, man, they beat uh, they beat the Ravens, who just beat the Chiefs. It was a close game. That the, arguably the Raiders, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, but arguably, uh, therefore, by logic, of course, uh, which uh, arguably the Ravens should have won that game. Um, but the Raiders capitalized on their mistakes and they took hey, it from they them. They don't ask how; they ask how many wins. Exactly. And but the biggest thing is going into Pittsburgh and beating the the Steelers and taking that dub away from them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think the Raiders are. Uh, he might not be playing this week. He got a pectoral injury or something. I don't out of even game. know who the backer for the Steelers is. Is it Mason Rudolph still? Oh it God, the be. racist! Yeah, remember Mason Rudolph? Remember he got he came in that game and he s- got a helmet swung at his head by Miles Garrett. Yeah, and then they that's put all, in that's racist. what I'm basing it the off. Only of. g- racist. The only guy I can think of is Duck Hodges, the dude who like uh, who loves football but loves making duck calls even more, and so like yeah. a national champion. So I I don't know, is it Josh Dobbs or is Josh Dobbs out for the year or something? No, we have a Google machine. Oh right no, yeah. you know who I think it is? I think it's Dwayne Haskins. Oh my God, that's right! I think that's right. Dwayne they Hackins- did sign them, him right as the season started. Oh man! Well, there goes the season for Pittsburgh. But uh, I'll tell you what, the Ravens. Mason are not- Rudolph is ahead of, uh, okay, of okay. Haskins in the depth chart. Right, oh, all right. Well, still, they're a uh, perfect position for the for the <laughs> Ravens to take it from the Steelers. Uh, definitely going to be. I think the Ravens are going to probably supersede the rest of the teams. Granted. You know, Cincinnati hasn't been looking that bad. I know they did lose over the weekend, but Cincinnati does not look that bad. So I mean, right. So I mean, well, that, those are the only two two and teams in, yeah. the, in the AFC. So wow. the well, Broncos yeah. and the Raiders. I do think the AFC North I mean, is going to be one of the most interesting divisions to yeah. watch by far, though, till the end of the season. But uh, look, as far as the the Raiders and Broncos go, I don't trust the Raiders just yet. They always seem to kind of fall apart midway through the season. I need to see them pass that midway point and still play well before I decide. Yeah, Denver. I don't believe in them either. I will believe in them this week, though, because they play the Jets and are probably yeah. going to go through. How does that make sense, though? That you're going to believe the, the Broncos after next week versus the Jets, but the Raiders have to make it to like week eight for you to be like, you know what? Because the Broncos are I playing the Jets, it. Randy. It's the Jets. Yeah. I don't trust any of them. I, I look, <laughs> The FC West will figure itself out. I don't, the, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be dropping games like he did to the Ravens all, all season. This uh, Over the weekend, though, when uh, I was watching the slate of games, uh, passed by the, the big Oculus at uh at um, at SoFi, it dawned on me as it does every single week, just realizing the sheer size of the schedule and how the two and O teams probably aren't going to matter because oh yeah, you have fifteen more yeah, games, yep, yep. which so is, this daunting. is all for not honestly. So so those are the two O teams. Um, we'll see how many survive this week. I don't know if I don't think any of the two O teams play each other, so we have a chance at. They do actually. Oh, they do. Oh, that's right. We're going to talk about that right now. Ooh, what a tease again. There we go. That's a payoff of the tease. Bum, but we're not going to talk about that bum, game first. Bum, we got to get through the mud. Bum, we got to get through the mud because there's a two and O team. Yeah, there's mud. Two and O team playing the Texans this weekend. Hey, so, wait a minute. And like we said, Tyrod Taylor is not playing. What's it? Mills, this guy from Stanford, right? He's playing. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Pray for Davis Mills. There you go. Um, actually, before we make the pick, because I know we will start with the Texans Panthers game because that's on Thursday night. Real quick before uh, before we do that, great stuff. 
Um, the quarter's still in the lead, guys. The quarter has a seven and one oh, record, dang. which is ridiculous. Yeah, the quarter has a seven and one record after going three and one over the weekend. It did get its first loss of the year. Um, it picked the Chiefs, and you know how that worked out. The Ravens beat us. Uh, me and Tyler are floating around at four and four on the season. Randy is giving the, the quarter a run for its money. I just got that man. I got a, the touch with a six and two record, I believe. I got the touch. Granted, I should have. I, I should have been undefeated during the weekend, but what happened with the Chiefs Ravens? No one could have seen that coming. Right, yeah. So whatever. It's all good. Yeah. The so I want to. We made a bet last week. So That's this right. bet, the the record of these this, oh, these yes. picks. Decides whether or not Tyler ends up with fat heads in of myself and Randy in That's his right. apartment. That's right. Or whether or not we end up with uh, shirts say I love Texas on us. Yeah. Is this bet? I know I'm involved in, in one half of this. Of Is this bet based on your record and Tyler's record against the quarter? I'm just along for the ride. Um, I think it's more like it, this really does fall on if Tyler can beat the quarter. Like, and if he does, yeah, then, I, and then okay, I'll just, so accept, just, I'll accept, the the, I'll accept the punishment. Okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same. So Tyler has to beat the quarter. Yeah. The quarter beats Tyler. We got I love Texas shirts. Tyler loses to the quarter. Tyler gets fat heads of yourself and myself in his apartment. That's right. Okay. Two games back, but feeling strong. So now I'm thinking like I'm thinking like ten by five hat fat yeah. heads. Ooh, so just I, I might just get my face. A giant face. Just a giant face. Yeah, above, yeah. His, above above his bed. So every like time he wakes I, up. Like I needed to take up an entire side of a wall. Right. So something okay. like that. Okay. So headed into week three, let's real quick. The quarter leads everybody seven and God one in picks. Tyler and myself have four and four, and Randy's in second place with a six and two record, which is astonishing because the record six and two is pretty solid, but this quarter is just that yeah. freaking good. Yeah, I mean, like we said, it missed the Chiefs pick, and I, everybody, I feel like missed yeah. the Chiefs pick Every, last everybody week. Everybody did. So, like I said, we've done in the past Thursday night game, Sunday night game, Monday night game, and one of the premier games on Sunday morning. That's right. So we're gonna start with Houston hosting the Panthers on Thursday night football. Tyrod Taylor, like we said, he's hurt again. Poor guy. Some guy from Stanford you probably haven't heard of is going to be playing QB. Is it going to matter? Probably not. Who are you picking, Tyler? <laughs> the spread for this game should tell you all you need to know. The Panthers are going to be on the road, and there's a seven and a half point favorite, so that's oh not good. Gosh. All right, so that's about, um, they're predicting about 10 point win then. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So I will say this. The Texans' defense is better than I thought they were going to be. Um, Lovey Smith is proving that he could still coach in the NFL because that defense was absolutely abysmal last year. And this year, you can tell that it's not the same team. Offense, on the other hand, uh, the offensive line actually plays decent. The receiving core is okay. Uh, the running backs, um, they could use a little bit of help. But what does it come down to? It comes down to the quarterback spot. Davis Mills, uh, like I mentioned earlier, he came in for the second half of the game against the Browns for Tyrod Taylor. Started Rocky, did okay, then he finished Rocky. I'm not expecting it to go that well. I think he'll be okay, but I don't think it'll be good enough to win. You don't think he's gonna pull the, a he's gonna pull a Heineke and just like pull out a dub? No, not yet. I, I got the Panthers winning this one. All right, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Panthers too. I, I yeah. to be honest, I've know nothing about it either way. Really, I mean, I don't can't remember the last time I watched a Texans game. I mean, probably the Bills playoff game against them two years ago. Um, Ooh, but the Texans won that one. For, for, that was a tough one. How's Deshaun Watson doing now? So, oh god. <laughs> well, he might be going to jail. So. Uh, but I'm going to take the Panthers, uh, just based off of throwing it at the wall, man. Who cares? I I could not care less about. I mean, I don't know a single game. thing about like these teams I have yet to catch Houston playing. Uh, I've I've caught some of Carolina's uh, gameplay uh, when when they took on the Jets. That was a pretty. You know what I mean, but Carolina f- ran away with that game. Yeah. Um, like you said, though, I feel like. Uh, that quarterback situation is just way too harsh. You know, hey, 
Is Matt Schaub still available? Maybe phone of Arian Foster, see if they're willing to Arian give it Foster's one last go. A macro, uh, macro dosing on a Barstool Sports Network. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, really drugs. Funny. yeah, it's with PFT and, and stuff. I haven't really listened to it. I mean, look, the the in thing now is to call up people from a long time ago and ask them if they really if they want to do one last ride, like sort of like Fast and Furious. Warren Moon, you, know? you available? You know, hey. Like, grab the phone, uh, whatever your name is at the GM for the Texans. Call up, uh, call up Andre Johnson. Call up Mario Williams. Call up Arian Foster. Matt Schaub. Be like, yo, guys, you ready for one last ride into the sunset? And then hear them promptly hang up when they're like, God, no. Yeah, hell no. But uh, I'm going to yeah, choose. All a- of them have pretty much come out and said they hate the ownership. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and choose the uh, Carolina Serpers over the uh, Houston Toros. What was that over there? Serper. Sir Purr. <laughs> all right. Tailgater Quarter is out. I had to go find it in my backpack while Tyler was giving us his essay on the Texans. Yeah, thank you for um, that. Like I said in the past. Black side, Deep away side. Game analysis. Um, heads is the home side. So the heads will be the Texans. The black side will be the Panthers. That's right. Here we go. Here's the flip. Please pick Texans. Please pick Texans. Panthers. Oh, my God, Damn man. Yeah, what the heck? Sweep for the Panthers. The quarter knows, Yo, dude. what kind of BS two-faced quarter is dude, this Dude, I'm thing? telling you, man. The, the quarter, don't mess with the quarter. It makes the it's best the picks out of everybody in Bro, this room. when I come out to California in a couple weeks, I'm going to secretly switch out this quarter for dude, another it's, one. Dude, it's still playing. It's still painted, right? You saw me yeah, dig for it, Randy. That's right. Same one. God, how does it know? So we'll go over the premiere game on Sunday morning since it is before Sunday Night Football. And we are going to go with... Tommy Boy and the Buccaneers headed to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams. Ooh. This is going to be a big one. It's the late, it's the afternoon window, one twenty five start. It should probably be the be, the most watched game in that window. I mean, you got the Seahawks and the Vikings, pfft, Raiders, Dolphins, pfft, Broncos, Jets. Pfft. So I mean, all I should be on the Buccaneers and the Rams. That's such a good game. Hell yeah! It's uh, Tom Brady's first game in LA. That's true. I'm going to go ahead and pick first. Congratulations. I'll go pick ahead. first. I'll pick first. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to go ahead and pick the LA Rams. I think the LA Rams are going to take this dub okay. from uh, Tommy Boy and the Bucks. Primarily being that this is a cross-country trek for them. It's going to be difficult to make that big old travel down to the, the West Coast. Brand new stadium. Rams seem to play real dominant at home. So uh, even though they've only played like one game at home. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm pick the uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Los Little Rames. Over, I forgot how to say Rams in Spanish. Over those <laughs> Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay. So there it is. Tyler? Weird. <laughs> uh, I'm actually also going to pick the Rams. Ah. I think them playing at home has a benefit. I really like the way Matt Stafford is playing. This is going to be a huge test for him, whether he's still the same old Lions, Matt Stafford, or if he's the new, improved Rams, Matt Stafford. Also, I'm pretty sure he's played them once after the Super Bowl, but he gets a chance in oh. again. Aaron Donald has not forgotten what Tom Brady did in that. Super I was going to bring so. that up because you know that'll be the storyline through most of their pregame whatever visuals right. and uh, Tom Brady and Sean McVay in Super Bowl what it was fifty two or fifty three or whatever it was mm-hmm. and that'll be plastered all over it. But I'm going to pick Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stray oh. from the course a little bit here. I believe in everything you guys said, but I just have something about Tom Brady. He's going to he touchdown Tommy. He's going to do something, and it's going to come down to probably like a final drive and. He, He's going to give that look. He gave that look to, uh, I forget who they're playing, uh, Dak, when they went up in that final, the first week. Yeah. Give that little look. There's a little gif out there. I think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to win. It's going to be interesting, man. Like, even driving around SoFi in the, the neighborhood, lots of Rams fans. Lots of Rams fans. Lots of Rams flags. All right, here we go. Quarter. Home side, Los Angeles Rams. Away side, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's see it. Let's see it. Please pick the team opposite me. 
away side. Ah, yeah. Yes. There we go. Oh boy. Yes. We got some difference. I'm feeling good about My this chance one. To gain a lead. Well, you're no. like you're like three games behind. You're in last place. I'm two, games, how I'm two games behind. Behind. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, we only play, We've only had two weeks of football. Yeah. All right. Exactly. Next game. So relax. R E L A X. Randy. Oh, there you go. There's a little segue. Hey, Sunday night football, guys. Packers on the road to play the 49ers. Hey, hello, now I know you have Sunday a thing, night. Randy. You have a, a theory about why Rogers plays poorly when he's in yeah. good relationships. And you have a theory about the Packers coming to California. I do. And every time they come to California, it never ends well for us. And every time Rodgers has love in his heart, it's hard for him to play <laughs> just good football. because Sounds he's like too, the perfect storm. Yeah, the perfect storm. But I am going to pick the Packers, not just because I'm a Packers homer, but this is a homecoming game for Aaron Rodgers. Whenever he's yep. back in the Bay, he gets those uh, Super Bay powers. Like uh, I don't know if you've seen Nacho Libre. But uh, when he when he eats the eagle leg and jumps off the mountain, he's like eagle powers. Okay, I've uh, never seen that movie. Well, you but should watch just it. based off that scene alone. Hold on, I don't know. hold on, hold on, hold on. You've never seen Nacho Libre. Oh, no, dude, you, you, does, does that surprise oh, you, dude? Yeah, Nacho does, Libre is not going to be not on my watch list. No I'm, way. But it's so, it's so it's, it's so silly. I would think you would watch I it once. Guess, at least and once. Now I've never seen you, it. Well, you should, since you have nieces and nephews, I'd, I'd figure yeah. you'd have seen it. You you should yeah, once you watch five and four. Once you watch it, you'll understand for sure. But um, but yeah, I think. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to activate his eagle powers in the uh, the <laughs> Bay Area. In the, in the uh, the Bay Area, and I'm uh, expecting a dub. It's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, defense is going to have to step up. If they don't, George Kittle is going to run all over them because I've been watching lots of film on Twitter, not by choice of Kittle, just absolutely embarrassing defenses and defenders. Yeah. So it's going to be a long weekend for somebody. But uh, I still think the Packers are going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. Tyler. I also have the Packers winning this game. So here's my thing with the 49ers. I'm not sure I believe in them. They were one of the teams, I think. Uh, actually, they are 2-0. Oh. Did I mention if I believe in yeah, them? Yeah, you, I do you, not you, remember. you made this big like lead up that yeah, I'm, I'm going to touch you on why I don't believe in them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I do. <laughs> really makes us have faith hey, look, in Jesus your opinion Christ, on Tyler. them. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyways, look, the Niners' defense, um, I, I don't know. It's kind of a question mark for me. They almost allowed the Lions to come back furiously and win that game. They That's barely true. beat them out 41 to 33. Niners defense, yeah, they held a bad Philly team to only 11 points, but the Niners offense only scored 17. Philly is not yeah. that good. So I don't think I trust the Niners just yet. I think and I don't I don't necessarily trust Jimmy G either. Look, I said it last week because of last night's game. It's the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, and we're just all along for the ride. Okay? I'm telling you, man. After got, week one, he, after week one, he's got a bad taste in his mouth. You know what? He's he's like, I'm ready. I want it all. You know, R E L. Almost couldn't spell relax there. R E. Stop. You're confusing me. B. That's what you're doing. Yeah. R E L A X. There you go. Because I was seeing with the respect theme. Yeah. I heard the beginning. I'm like, oh, wrong letter. How do you how do you not though? Um, I'm going with the 49ers. Okay. I have a a feeling, an inkling. I don't know. They've. I didn't like the defense yesterday. I mean, I didn't like the defense, dude. And like that was Jared Goff doing that against you. I'm, I'm hoping some of the guys come back. Uh, George Kittle, I refreshed. think, is going to have a big game, and yeah. I think they might run it down. But th- but that's the question, though. The, the real question is if Jimmy Gulov can perform a, a true prop. And that's right. They did have uh, their what I think on their third running back. Now that I think about it, Mons Mostert. He Mostert. Yeah, he Mostert. ripped his uh, his knee apart. So he's done already, but you know I don't I don't think Jimmy Gabagool can do it, dude. I, I don't see it happening. I love the nicknames for uh, for Garoppolo. It's Jimmy Guap, Jimmy Gabagool, 
uh, Jimmy Guatemala. So it's just it's <laughs> I've all, never heard that one. Before. Jimmy Guatemala. It's all over the place. Jimmy Guacamole. So there's a bunch Jimmy of Jimmy Goober. Jimmy spent Goober. so much time on message boards, man. It's just fun stuff though, <laughs> because like it's it's just I like Jimmy Guap, a uh, homage to Gucci Mane. But uh, I just you know I'm not really the biggest. I wouldn't say fan, but believer. I, I'd say in Garoppolo. Yeah. So. I mean, I just told you I didn't believe in him as a 2-0 and team, Yeah, but I had believe in him this weekend. All right, we'll see what the quarter thinks. Next Monday, I guess, uh, or next Sunday. Interesting, yeah, whatever. interesting note right here. San Francisco is favored by three and a half. So. Oh, there you go. Well, doesn't surprise me. I want it. Good. All right, quarter. Home side, 49ers. Heads, 49ers. Away side, Packers. Here Let's we see. go. Speaking of, speaking of odds and bets, you guys see that dude who bet uh, 25 bucks on that 16-game parlay the and then lost to the Lions oh lost from him? Like, like 700K on the line uh, and the Lions you, lost. You, you know for the rest of his life he's going to be like, I was this close to being um, rich. On the floor. That's 49ers side, home side up. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I want it all. Good. So, me and the, so you two are the same and then me yeah. and the quarter have been the I, same. I don't both, even know why I'm clapping pitch. because the quarter's consistently been like right. So I mean, right. you're in for a yeah. tough weekend. Yeah, I know. I'm in for a tough weekend uh, according to the quarter. Final game of the week. Uh, we're going back to the NFC East Circus, uh, which honestly, these are probably the two more fun and competitive teams. Mm-hmm. Question mark. The Cowboys are hosting the Eagles. Oh, that is a good Dak matchup. Prescott, Zeke. Yeah. I mean, we just watched them in person. Oh. They're not. They're they look competent. They don't look as bad. I mean, Dak. Well, Dak's ankle, I don't think, is a problem anymore. I mean, we're not nervous about I, it. I'm I wasn't, not, I wasn't holding my breath while watching Dak play. Like you I was know what it is? Week. You know what it is? I'm not fully sold on the run game for Dallas. Like I, I, do, I, I mean, granted, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers uh, defense is nothing to, to scoff at. Um, but I wasn't really impressed by the way they're running it. But um, their defense for Dallas looks pretty good. Looks, uh, looks like they know what they're doing. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put Dallas over the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to go ahead and also pick Dallas just because I don't trust the Eagles yet. Now, I don't think Dallas defense is necessarily up there, but I know Philly's defense sure as hell ain't up there. Yeah. And Dallas's offense, uh, they're pretty damn good, despite Mike McCarthy's yeah. best attempts to not manage the clock at all. So I got Dallas on this one. Um, I mean, you both picked Dallas already, but uh, so it probably won't entirely change your opinion because, I mean, this is a reason to pick Dallas. Um, Brandon Graham out for the season. Oh, that's right. Um, so oh. he, his pass rush is gone. Uh, Zach Ertz might not be playing because he's in COVID protocol. And it's up in the air whether or not he was vaccinated or not. So uh, <laughs> Dallas for me, guys. Yeah, I'll pick Dallas. Let's hope the quarter also follows and uh, chooses Dallas over uh, Philadelphia. Or no, chooses Philly, sorry. Yeah, because then, uh, then we're going to lose. All right, here we go. Quarters. Uh, home side is Dallas. Away side is Philly. Let's see it. Home side. God damn. Uh, that's you know that's fine. Me and the quarter picked two different teams this week, so here's yeah, my chance same, to same, to same. tie if I sweep. Let's go. Yeah, me and this, the quarter were the same pick the entire week. Well, the, the thing is though that uh, I'm I'm Eric, you're screwed. I'm sl- no, well, I'm set for a pretty rough weekend if the quarter wins. But that just means Tyler's gonna fall further down below the quarter, and Eric's gonna have a great week. Eric's probably gonna take the lead. If, uh, uh, the season is young. We will figure me. it out. That would give me if I if we I go clean, it'd be a six. Yeah. I'd be right behind you. Okay. Oh no, because that's four, and then it would give me eight actually. Because yeah, exactly. Because you're you'd get zero. So, yeah, yeah. So go. Tyler will descend further into the murkiness that is the. I love alcohol. that we're talking Look. about like a legitimate quarter. Like it's oh, freaking quarter. Like it has man. thoughts and feelings Son and of a like bitch. and like quarter. and like analysts or like uh or analytics behind its decisions, but it doesn't. Get so get a quarter, baby. All right. Well, yeah, that's uh, something we'll check back on next week. Uh, hopefully, the quarter does pretty well because. Me and me in the quarter. It's like it's in my pocket. It knows know. what I'm thinking. I know. Uh, until next oh, week, no. 
Randy, uh, get your countdown going. I will. I, I want to do a quick shout-out to arguably the greatest quarterback prospect in the nation right now. He plays Juco football. His name is General Booty. He threw for like 500 yards, five touchdowns at some community college in Texas. So oh. shout to uh, General Booty. If you're listening, General Booty, uh, shout-out. Tyler, you got anything for the way out? How are your uh, angels yeah, doing? Yeah, uh, we're not talking about that. Uh, General Booty, go out there and change your name, please. Please. Well, well, John John David Booty was just fine. I mean, well, he was okay. His wasn't name fine. was John David. His name wasn't General. This man sounds like he's leading a military coup. He didn't choose his name. His parents did. Talk to his parents, not him. Shout out to General. 